Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode is our week four uh, episode for the NFL season. Um, <clears throat> uh, this this week was pretty intense, uh, pretty, um, uh, to say the least, we had our first international game, which was pretty cool. Uh, we had some pretty interesting uh, blowouts and upsets uh, along the way, uh, so let's get into it. Thursday night's game was a uh, NFC North uh, battle between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. I didn't really watch a whole lot of this game, but from my understanding, the Packers really struggled. Uh, they really did struggle uh, in this game. The Detroit Lions played pretty good. And basically, you know, the Detroit Lions look to be the best team uh, in that division. Uh, we'll get more on Chicago and Minnesota later on, but De- uh, Detroit really, really has been coming to play with these games and everything like that. And um, it looked like Detroit is, you know, looking to make a run for the playoffs. You know, they might even win a division title. I don't know what was going on with Green Bay. Last week they played pretty good. Week one they played pretty good. And for some reason, they just weren't, you know, doing all that great in this game. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the The Detroit Lions advanced to 3-1, uh, and one, and uh, Packers fall to 2-2 two and two and everything like that. So it was, it was a, it w- I don't want to say it was an upset, but it was an interesting game to say the least. So uh, we're going to go to Sunday's game. Sunday was our Sunday morning Sunday morning was our first international game uh, in London between the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons. Another team that played like crap uh, uh, this past weekend was Atlanta, who is coming off a pretty good uh, a game last week. They played a pretty good game against the Packers, uh, and you know they've been playing pretty good. And then for them not to really play at all against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now the Jaguars, on the other hand. <clears throat> the Jaguars, on the other hand, played much better than they played last week. They were really playing like shit last week against Houston, and this week they kind of took care of business. Trevor Lawrence looked to be, you know, the uh, the perennial uh, elite quarterback that he is going to be. At the you know he he keeps playing the way he did. He did pretty good. Um, you know, both teams played pretty good on both sides of the ball, but for some reason. Once Jacksonville got up to that amazing start, there was no stopping that team. Uh, it's the first game. <clears throat> it was the first international game of the week of the of basically the whole year. Uh, I think next week the Jaguars are still going to be in London, and um, I'm not sure who they face. But this was the first international game. It started like at eight thirty, nine thirty in the morning. You know, I caught the tail end of it because you know I was uh, was not awake at the time. And everything like that, but um, I will say the Jack the Jaguars did play a lot better than they did last year. So that was uh, that was kind of a surprise there. I thought they were still looming uh, from their loss to Houston last week and everything like that. So speaking of Houston, um, the Texans with a surprisingly uh, win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm not talking about like a blowout. This is like a steamroll. They held the Pittsburgh Steelers to two field goals. Um, Tyler Pickett gets knocked out of the game, I think, somewhere 
in the, I think towards the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half. I know he went down with a leg injury. Uh, as of right now, I'm not sure whether it's a, it's a, a broken bone or a bruise or something tore or something like that. But the Texans did end up playing phenomenal football against a pretty good defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers and everything like that. It was a special day for the Texans to say the least because uh, it was that it was that day that they uh, they announced that they were going to retire the number ninety nine in honor of J J Watt who was there. He was uh, he was inducted into the Ring of Honor. You know, it took place in Houston. I wish I could have been there, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't. Uh, but the Texans played really good. C J Stroud, you know, is starting to come up as their own. I mentioned this last week. They they're starting to get into a little bit more of a rhythm, and now they really are. Guys like Nico Collins and Tank Bell, Damian Pierce had a good game. David Singletary had a good game. A lot of the guys were just firing on all cylinders. For the defense, had a monster of a game to hold this, um, to hold the 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 Pittsburgh offense to two field goals the whole game was incredible. They knocked out the quarterback um, uh, in the middle of the game. Mitch Trubisky took over and didn't really lead a, a, a comeback really at all. C.J. Stroud looked good. You know, a lot of the, you know, this entire team is looking pretty good. You know, I, I think they're starting to find their rhythm, and, I, and, I, and I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they can keep this momentum going moving forward and everything like that because these guys deserve it. D'Amico Ryans gets his first win as a head coach last week, and he keeps it going this week. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. That I hope the enthusiasm and the momentum just keeps building and building. They played pretty good, and um, the, uh, there's only one way to go but up, and they're looking really good uh, as far as this game is uh, going forward. Another game that happened uh, earlier, another game that happened uh, Sunday afternoon uh, outside of those two games, uh, we had the Dolphins and the Bills. Now, this was supposed to be a shootout between uh, arguably two of the best teams uh, in the AFC, probably the two best teams in the AFC East. And, um, you know, this turned into a, basically another steamroll. It's like last week, the Dolphins beat the Broncos 70-20. to 20. And then this week, the Bills beat the Dolphins 48-20. to 20. It's like, damn, they... They held their opponent to 20 points last week, and now they couldn't even get more than 20 points this week. And, um, you know, this was, I don't know if it was the Dolphins getting easily exposed. I don't know if it's just the Bills are playing a whole lot better. I'm not sure what it what it was, but the Dolphins really started to struggle a little bit. It started off a shootout, like it was going back and forth. But once, once the Dolphins, I mean, once the Bills started pulling away in the lead and everything like that, it... It was getting ugly for the for the Dolphins and everything like that. I was very surprised that the Dolphins kind of took their foot off the gas towards the end there and everything like that. And this was just a lot of people have been saying that the uh, the Dolphins are a perennial Super Bowl team, but after what I saw against Buffalo, man, they'd be lucky if they make the playoffs and everything like that. Because now I would call them the best team of that division, but they played a divisional team in the Buffalo Bills, and I still have the Buffalo Bills on my radar. Because I think Josh Allen is one of the last top elite quarterbacks to kind of, you know, make a name for himself. I put him up there with guys like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes because both of those guys have been to a Super Bowl. You know, Mahomes won this year, this past year's Super Bowl. Uh, last year, 
Burroughs was in the Super Bowl, you know, and Josh Allen, you know, he's been struggling to kind of get out of that AFC championship game. He'll get you to that game, but, you know, you know it's winning it that's the problem. He loses to Patrick Mahomes, loses to Joe Burrow, and, uh, you know, he's got a lot to prove. And I'm hoping that this, I don't want to say this will be the year, but I'm just hoping that, you know, someday or, you know, some way, somehow that the Bills do put it together and maybe, just maybe, they can turn uh, the Bills Mafia into a championship uh, a championship organization and everything like that. That's a team that's been in a rebuild for a long time, and they dare, definitely deserve it after all these years. And uh, as for the Dolphins, I, I want to say they're at the tail end of their rebuild. They got everything they need. They have a they have their franchise quarterback in Tua. They have an explosive uh, wide receiver in Tyree Kill and everything like that. And they got the double-headed monster and running back. And so, you know, they got a pretty good team. And I do think they still are on the come up. But, um, you know, I think they're one, maybe one or two players away from, um, you know, from putting together a championship team. They could, I definitely do, do think they will make the playoffs this year. I don't know how far they'll go, but I do see them as a perennial playoff team this year. Um, you know, but it got a little shaky against Buffalo and everything like that. And, um, you know, hopefully they can learn from their mistakes and keep on moving forward. So uh, the next game we have on the docket is New England at Dallas. This was just a train wreck of a team. You know, it's the first time seeing it's the first time seeing Zeke Elliott uh, on the opposite end, not in a Cowboys uniform and everything like that. But I don't know what happened. The only thing I do know for sure is that Mac Jones is not the answer. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm not sure Belichick can fix it. Uh, A lot of people had said that Bill Belichick takes a lot of the credit for uh, the success that the, the Patriots had during the Tom Brady era. But now with Tom Brady gone, this, all this really concern, this really concerns me as a diehard Patriots fan, because maybe it was Brady responsible for a lot of that stuff because Belichick is not getting it done with uh with Mac Jones and they've given Mac Jones some top tier talent to work with and he's really not getting it done at all you know he couldn't score they couldn't get a touchdown at all against the Dallas Cowboys now granted the Dallas Cowboys do have a damn good defense and everything like that so I was I was very surprised that this team you know that is loaded with talent in New England are just playing like shit, and I put the blame. I don't put the blame solely on Bill Belichick, but I do. I do majority of the blame does go to um, does go to Mac Jones. You know, I don't think the guy's got it in him. He bitched and complained about not being, you know, not having a good team, and then they finally get him some tools to work with and everything like that, and it, he still plays like shit. You know, I'd have had Bailey Zappi, you know, the backup have, you know, be on the team and everything like that. I don't know what the, what's going on in New England, but they need to get that shit together because it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to be a Patriots fan at, in, in the post Tom Brady era when we got a bullshit quarterback like Mac Jones and um, Zeke Elliott didn't do a whole lot. You know, they got Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker and those guys aren't do, really doing anything really at all since they've been there, but. You know, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what the issue is uh, in New England, but they need to get over it and they need to do something about it because as of right now, they are really struggling. 
and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon the way they keep playing. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they're doing everything fine. Dak is playing pretty good. Tony Pollard looks pretty good. C.D. Lamb looks pretty good. The defense is firing on all cylinders. They could be a perennial title contender this year, you know, and that's scary because there's a lot of competition in the NFC. There's like, you know, I can probably name the five best teams in the NFC right now that are going to make the playoffs. The Cowboys are definitely, they're a solid number three right behind the Eagles and the 49ers. Um, But the Cowboys, if the Cowboys keep playing like this, watch out because, you know, the boys are going to be coming. And they're coming for a redemption story. And they got everything, they have everything they need as far as the team goes to make that shit come true. And it's looking pretty scary. For a lot of the people who are Cowboys haters, hey, man, this might be the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, the Niners also played a game. Uh, the Niners played against the uh, Arizona Cardinals and Christian McCaffrey. Thank God I have this guy on my fantasy football team because he had a fucking game against the Cardinals. Three rushing touchdowns, one catch, uh, one receiving touchdown. The guy put up like 40 points on fantasy. If you had him on DraftKings, he had an amazing game. You know, this guy is, is he, the, the guy is revolutionizing what it means to be a running back, a dual threat running back. You know, they don't make that, they don't make guys like that no more. You know, like a lot of those guys would play in New England, you know, the Rex Burkheads of the world, the, the, uh, the Jonas Grays of the world, you know, the the you know a lot of the guys like that who were dual threats both at running back and at uh, at receiver, and Christian McCaffrey in that system in San Francisco with him and Brock Purdy, they're really really starting to come up, and they're really really starting to uh, benefit. Really, he's becoming the corner. He's becoming. He went from being a corner piece, a cornerstone piece of the offense, to being the main centerpiece of the offense, and everything like that. And that kind of, you know. Uh, guys like Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and all those guys, those guys are necessary on the team and everything like that. But, you know, when the main focus is CMC, you know, that, that does take away a lot of the focus from that. However, when the defense focus on CMC, Brock Purdy makes plays to those other guys. You're looking at a championship contender in the San Francisco 49ers. Had Brock Purdy not got hurt, I think it would have been a shootout in the NFC Championship game last year between them and the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, I'm not too sure what was going on uh, with Arizona, but Arizona's kind of been like a hit and miss. They'll, they'll play pretty good against... They'll play pretty good against a bad team. And then they'll play pretty bad against a good team. And I don't understand how that is because they played really good against the Cowboys. And they, I'm not saying the Cowboys are a bad team, but they actually came out and won. But... For some reason, they play like shit against a bad team in the New York Giants, and now they're playing like shit against a bad against a good team in the San Francisco 49ers. So, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's the new quarterback. I'm not sure what's going on in Arizona, but that's another team that kind of needs to get it together and things like that. Moving on to the Sunday night game, we had the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets. I was very surprised by this, by the fact that the Jets were actually. They were actually playing a good game against the defending Super Bowl champions. I did not I was not expecting that. I was not expecting them to be on top of everything the way they were. They you know, Zach you know, Zach Wilson was playing a good game and he was holding his own against uh, a pretty good team in the 
in the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes was playing like shit. That was very surprising to me. Um, there was, I will say there was a lot of controversial flags in that game. Didn't understand why. Um, and I don't know if that's, you know, falling on the team, falling on the officiating. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, with Kansas City on that and everything like that, but for some reason Patrick Mahomes was playing like shit, and yet, you know, uh, it was it was pretty evident that the referees were kind of being a little bit biased towards the Chiefs and everything like that. So, a good game by the Jets, even though they didn't win, and a horrible game by the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yet they still came away with the victory at the end. So, I'm not sure. I, I honestly think. I think Kansas City is the team to beat in the AFC. Like, if you're going to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to go do them. And, uh, you know, the there's a lot of teams on the comeuppance in the AFC. The, the Chargers are on the come up. You know, I mean, fuck, the Raiders were playing pretty good with their new quarterback and everything like that. It was just, it's, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, it's really starting to get competitive now. There's not necessarily one team dominant and everything like that. However, there is going to be those there are going to be those teams to beat in every conference to get to the Super Bowl. In the AFC, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. In the NFC, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And um the Eagles had themselves a close game too against the Washington Commanders. I was very surprised that the Commanders were actually holding their own against the you know, against the defending NFC champions and everything like that, but you know, at the end of the day, the the Eagles did prove why they are the best team and everything like that, and were able to come away with the victory at the end. So big ups to both of those teams. Uh, last but not least, it was the Monday night game between the uh, New York Giants and the, um, there's the New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks, and this was a train wreck of a game for the Giants. I don't know what's going on in New York. Um, it's another game where I don't understand why a team that does have talent is not performing at the level they should. I understand that, you know, their star player in Saquon Barkley is hurt and everything like that. But even when he was playing, he wasn't even playing all that well to begin with. So I don't know. I don't know if what needs to be fixed. I know Daniel Jones really struggled. The guy made a, I want to say like an 80-yard drive to get down to the end zone at the end, and then he throws a pick six like on the one-yard line. You know, I had flashbacks to when the Seahawks did it in the Super Bowl against New England, and I was like, what the hell? You know, and everything like that. But when I saw that, I immediately thought, like after after Seattle ran it all the way back for for the touchdown at the end, I said that would not have happened had Saquon Barkley been healthy. You know, this it, it made no sense that, it made no sense that a guy, you know, that the running game, you know, outside of Matt Breida, you know, who's a perennial journeyman and, you know, not always been the everybody's top pick for a, a running back and everything like that. But for him to make plays in other spots and make no splash whatsoever, Darren Waller's not even getting, you know, any looks really at all and stuff like that. But all, all I'm saying is that the Giants have weapons to utilize. And I don't know if it's, wonky coaching I don't know if it's bad play from Daniel Jones I don't know what it is that they're doing um but they really really got to get that stuff together if they're going to make another playoff run like they did last year but you know who knows where they're going I did see that there were a couple of bad hits on Geno Smith and I didn't understand why uh I don't know if it's because the the I don't know if it's because the Giants 
offense was playing like chick, and so the defense took their frustrations out on it and everything like that. But all I know is, is that 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 kind of stuff is not going to be tolerated. You can see Geno Smith kind of getting upset and everything like that, and you know, I'd be upset too. I mean, the guy is really trying to get his career back on track. And to be honest, now that he did get that big contract extension, he's starting to live up to it. Yeah, they didn't play a good game last week, but he definitely plays a good game this week. And, um, you know, I hope the Seahawks can go all the dis- all the way. I would I would say they, I would consider them a playoff team. I don't consider them winning their division because they're in the same division as the 49ers. But if all goes well, the way if they keep playing the way they played last year and they keep playing the way they're playing now, you're looking at a good wild card team like they were last year. Now, the only thing that can stop them is their own hubris and everything like that. But I think Pete Carroll has the wherewithal to kind of get his team back into the playoff, which is every coach's goal. And the way they're playing now, I think they're doing a good job and I think they're going to be doing just fine. Um, so there's that and everything that kind of goes with it and everything like that. So we had some pretty good, you know, football this week four. You know, week five is our it's our first bye week this week. I know uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into a bye week this week after their uh, after their pretty good. They had a pretty good game against the New Orleans Saints. I was very surprised that Baker Mayfield is playing pretty good. Um, I was a little nervous watching that game because Mike Evans did go down with a sh- with a calf injury. Uh, so hopefully going into this bye week he can get that healed up and he can get you know back on the field and everything like that because uh, it'd be a, it'd be a shame that you know one of Baker Mayfield's you know key components to his success. Uh, with Tampa Bay goes down and I really hope that doesn't be the, that doesn't happen because I honestly believe the way Baker Mayfield's playing they could actually win that division so you know who knows where they go from here but I think I think everything looks pretty good for right now I know next week there's another game in London and I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars again I'm not sure who they're playing but we'll find out soon enough uh, Thursday night's game I don't know who plays Thursday I'm not sure who plays Thursday I have to look into that, um, but um, that's all going to be uh, hunky-dory as we get ready for week five and everything like that, so, uh, but anyways, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21 uh, Let me know what you guys thought about uh, this week's uh, week four uh, NFL uh, NFL football this past weekend. How did your team do? How did you guys do in fantasy football? Are you guys doing FanDuel? You guys doing? Um, are you guys doing uh, DraftKings or whatever? You know any type of of uh, football betting and everything like that. If you guys are into that stuff, let me know. Give me some pointers. I'll give you some of my pointers. Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. Tomorrow is the Ahsoka episode. Um, I don't know if it's the season finale or not. I heard it was, but I could be wrong. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for uh, Loki. Uh, season 2 is about to drop on Disney Plus this Thursday. So that'll be its own episode as well. Uh, and then just be on the lookout for our 31 nights of, of horror movies and everything like that. So we've got a lot of stuff coming out this week. A lot of stuff coming out in the coming weeks. And as far as this month goes, it's the spooky season. So we got to start talking about the spooky movie. So I don't know if I'll be covering more. I'm going to do the same thing for anybody who doesn't know how I do this. 
Um, the way I do the 31 Nights of Horror, I just cover horror movies basically in the month of October, whether they're coming out, whether they're new films that come out in the theater or they come out on streaming services or whether it's horror movies that have already been out for a while and everything like that. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.